0: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com.
2: It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight, so come and join the people and I'm feeling all right here on Overnight America. Overnight America.
3: Yes, one more hour live at least and I'm happy to be spending it here with you. I'll be off tomorrow night and Brad Young will be filling in. So if you want to call in, the number is 314-436-7900. Haven't had a text message in a while, so you can use that same phone number to text message right before the break. I played President Trump's address earlier, posted on social media regarding that he's not giving up just yet when it comes to an update on the election. And you know where I stand on this. I've talked about it. I don't have a lot of confidence left that, he'll be able to overturn things but nonetheless i think a lot of people still have the confidence and still have the hope and they believe it's fully alive so i'm wondering in even though we've done this topic before if anything's changed if you feel less confident some people feel as confident or even more confident 314-436-7900 of what could be happening next uh let's go to brian who's holding on welcome to overnight america
4: hello how are you doing? Good.
3: Go ahead, Brian. I was, I was listening to uh, the Rush Limbaugh show today, and the African-American and the Hispanic support for Trump was better this cycle than last. My, by a my, lot. By a lot. My point is we are getting hosed. Mm. And it you is the that...
5: saddest.
3: I'll go ahead. It is the saddest thing for America ever to lose the way we are losing. Hmm. I wish that was the only indicator, if if you were able to pick up certain demographics that your previous election was unable to pick up, if that was the only thing. I just don't know. There's something that just doesn't add up, though, with all of these different states, and statistically speaking, they are very questionable. Uh, Brian, thank you very much for your call. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was easy to say, well, if we could only take this many, if we can get more women voters or minority voters or more inner city voters or more rural voters, or if we can get these one cities or this one say state or we can do this or that, if we can do all those things, then wow, wouldn't we be in a better position? But it's there's a lot of suspicious things that are going on there. I think someone brought up right before the break, one of the last points was that we can't give up hope. It was the truck driver who was listening with the great Southern voice of his. Uh, and you can call in too if you want. But one of the things he mentioned was we, we need to stand up and we need to continue to fight this. We need to not give up just yet and kind of a rallying call. I think one of the problems with this is you just don't exactly know what the rally call is here. Is there one thing that you can stand up for and say, this is what we need to shout as loud as we can? Is it the irregularities? Is it the voting machines? Is it the late votes? Is it the Dominion company or is it the, you know, flash drives or is it the unviewed, uh, you know, the, the problem with the people viewing the votes as they were coming in, the observers? Or was it the corruption or was it the w- whatever mail in ballots or was it this or was it that? What is the one thing? And that's part of the problem with this. There's so many scattered ideas of what needs to be looked into. We can assume the Department of Justice. And Attorney General Barr was looking into the ones that seem most pressing, but even when they do these recounts and we can look at Georgia or whatever, Wisconsin, uh, you better believe that they are able to at least have better observers over the information. The problem that we ran into, at least on the election day, is were they taking the ballots that were coming in late and were they keeping them and setting them aside like the Supreme Court Asked in Pennsylvania, are we going to see a case go to the Supreme Court? It may or may not in Pennsylvania with some of these late ballots and votes. Are are we going to see it in a timely manner? Are we not going to see it? I really don't know what's going to happen next. No idea. I don't know if there is that one thing that will set everything else off into place. It just seems like there's all these little things that are going on that just haven't reached to the point where it's got enough steam. Even though all of these little things do add up, sure, we're just finding them not adding up as fast as we'd like. And Inauguration Day is coming soon. <laughs> we're just a couple of months away from it. And we're looking at what? We're less than a month away from January. Wow. Um, time just fly by. 314-436-7900. That's the number you can call if you want to join in. There's a few other things I wanted to get to this hour, and I wanted to talk about the orders in the county when it comes to restaurants, four of which have been ordered closed so far, Dr. Sam Page and some things. It's it's such a stark contrast to what's going on. And so many people say, this is the way you should handle it. You should close the restaurants down if they're not obeying to the indoor orders. I think that's lousy, to tell you the truth, that they're enforcing it this way. Um, But maybe you think this is the right way to handle it. We'll talk about that coming up next on Overnight America KMOX.
0: Listening to KMOX has never been
3: easier.
2: Siri, play KMOX.
3: I want to talk about the restaurants ordered to close in the county. So there was four, possible fifth here. The county public health department issuing these notices for violating Sam Page's order against indoor dining. County council disagrees with Sam Page in the sense that we don't think that you should be closing down these restaurants. Sam Page says, well, I'll do whatever I want. We're going to close these restaurants down. And it's an actual, it's really a shame if you think about how the way they're handling this in the county. I know that you watch this from the outside. Do you really believe these restaurants should be closed down? Do you think that the 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 public health department should go in and, you know, board the doors up and say, "Nope, you're not allowed to do business here" based on the the order, the decree from Sam Page? And I think it's a stark weird news comparison because in the same time if you go to kmox.com there's these two things that are going on, and you even hear it in the top of the hour news. You have these five St. Louis restaurants that have been ordered closed, four of which and one that was, I think, threatened. And then there they are, and then they're just struggling to stay alive as a family, some of them family businesses. And then you look at the other news article that's also sitting there right on the homepage of KMOX.com. St. Louis's coming Major League Soccer team has released the latest designs for its downtown stadium. Here we are looking at the sketches of the architects that put this together. And it looks beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful soccer stadium they got here or football, depending on where you're from. (laughs) And, Oh, it looks so nice. Here's what it looks like. Oh, look at all the, all the walkways. You'll be able to access this thing. Oh, the extension. Oh, here's what it'll look like. We'll, we'll put a uh, rendering in to see what it looks like up against the St. Louis skylines. And Oh, what a beautiful look. And how about that? A straight line, straight down, what I think is market, I guess, all the way to the arch. Oh, my goodness, everything looks so beautiful. There'll be tens of thousands of people that celebrate St. Louis soccer each game, and there'll be people all around the downtown. But as of right now, we're closing restaurants down because you've got a couple of people inside. Isn't it a weird position where in the county you have the restaurants that just want to you know, not close down. They don't want to have to fire their employees. They don't want to have to lose their livelihood. They don't want to have to lose their life's work. They're just doing everything they can to just do things safely, which they have successfully done safely up until now. And they're shutting these places down that just can't afford to close. And then we're looking at the celebration of these facilities to house tens of thousands of people at the same time, one after another, right next to each other, one allowed, one not. Yeah, I know this is coming up in a few years, but I'm just saying here we are in in the celebration of bringing everyone together, except if you're these restaurants that have a couple of people dining inside. We can't celebrate that. We're we're, in fact, we're going to do the exact opposite to these people. I um, am very disappointed in it all. And I think that when you find all of the other exceptions, you have other businesses allowed to bring people indoors to do business or shop or whatever. What about the casinos? Go ahead, go hop on over to the casino. You can eat, you can drink, you can do everything that all of these restaurants offer, except we're going to allow you to do that inside there. We'll do that indoors. And there's still not really a, a a way to say that the restaurants is where all of this is actually occurring when it comes to the spread of COVID. I mean, how is it that at restaurants, it's highly contagious, but any other place you go to, it's not contagious at all? How could you say the casinos or for that matter or anything else? All of these things need to be taken into consideration. Why are you singling out restaurants? And that shouldn't be done. Should they be singling out restaurants? I think definitely if you were in charge, you would be handling it differently. And I think the county council is starting to realize that giving all this a power to Sam Page right now is a huge mistake. And as we talked with our guest in the nine o'clock hour, local watchdog Tom Sullivan. He mentioned for the first time you saw county council break the other way, where they actually had enough votes against Sam Page, just not enough to stop him. But it went the other way, where there was a majority that said, no, we uh, we, we need to reel in some of this power. Here's the response Sam Page had to that from earlier today. Um, and this is part of a briefing that was uh, posted online from his office. It was a
4: symbolic vote that expressed the council's opinion about public health restrictions. But... The resolution did not have the force of law. St. Louis County will continue to follow the county charter as well as state statutes and regulations that empower the public health director to issue the orders necessary to protect people from COVID-19. Unfortunately, it seems like some members of the council did not fully understand what the resolution would do if it were legally effective. If it were legally effective, which it is not, the resolution would have eliminated the following critical public health policies: businesses would no longer be authorized to require customers to wear masks; people would no longer be required to wear masks in gyms; occupancy limits would no longer be in place at any business. You no, know, this is such a
3: this is such a uh, farce. By the way, the way that he's bringing this up, as if you have, so you're acting like the only way we can have all of these other things in place is by closing the indoor. Re- it's so funny that. Indoor dining at these restaurants are somehow connected to the gyms. So you're saying that you can't, oh, I don't know, keep the mask mandate, which is what you want in the county, in all of the restaurants when they're indoors uh, or in all of the businesses while they're indoors. But somehow, because of the restrictions at a gym, oh, the restaurant ones, those are the problems. Or the, no, it's not the case at all. So he, he names all these different things. They don't have to be interconnected. They could be each individual. Just like you have singled out restaurants and you decided to punish them unjustly, you can, in fact, go and put all of those restrictions on every other business if you wanted to. But you didn't. You could go put that restriction on the casinos, but you didn't. So to go out there and say, oh, if this uh, problem that they had with the restaurant ban, um, if, if this problem was to go away and you were to get what you wanted as a county council, then we wouldn't have all these other things. It's just flat out not true. I mean, if that's the case, then the county council would have voted on masks and gyms or masks and whatever. They're looking specifically at the singling out of restaurants here. And I think that needs to be pointed out. Let me just ask this real quick, and you may be listening here. Um, do you believe right now? I mean, honestly, do you believe? that you would have done the exact same thing if you were Sam Page? Would you have closed all the restaurants down? If it was up to you, looking at the data that you have, would you have closed the restaurants down in the county? I think most people would say no, but let's continue. He'll continue with this.
4: Occupancy limits would no longer be in place at any business or other public place. Nobody would be required to cooperate with contact tracing in case investigations. People diagnosed with COVID-19 would no longer be required to self-isolate limit contact with others, or seek advice from a doctor. People who are tested for COVID-19 or have been exposed to a positive patient would no longer be required to quarantine to protect others' health. And labs that process COVID-19 tests would no longer be required to notify the county about positive tests. Oh, man.
3: Does, does he have any charisma? I mean, the whole... <sighs> I don't understand, too, how he was able to convince the entire county council (laughs) to give him all of this power. It, It seems like he has no personality when he speaks. Normally, when someone is this dry and they go ask for something like, here, give me all the power in the world. Normally you have to have just a little bit of character, you know, oh, you gotta have this, uh, this type of personality in order to convince people to do things. He's
4: got no personality if you've ever seen any of these press conferences. And nursing homes would no longer have to notify the county if a resident or employee acquired COVID-19. Taking such action would be reckless and it would ensure that COVID-19 would spread beyond the ability of our healthcare systems to control. More people will die. The election is over. It's time to stop politicizing the pandemic. It should have never been politicized from the start. If you need me,
3: message me on my secret text-deleting app so we can have private conversations on government time. (laughs) That'd be the next thing there. And let's not forget, as long as you're on my good side or I'm doing business with you right now or perhaps working within your healthcare system, as a second job, which is not allowed, but I continue to do it anyway, or perhaps there are some other contributions that are coming my way or connections, then by all means, let's continue to keep that flowing. What's also troubling is at the very end of this, let me just play the very end. More people will die. So county council, because you wanted to reel the power back in from Sam Page, nope. The only reason you're doing that is because you want more people to die. That is one of those classic things that politicians will do and more of this rhetoric that is just so far um, we've seen from the recently from the administration and the county council is pretty bad. It reminds me of that old song. Now, I played this before. It's just very end of the Sam Page briefing. Oh, boy. Taking
4: such action would be reckless and it would ensure that COVID-19 would spread beyond the ability of our healthcare systems to control. More people will die.
3: Oh, boy. Oh, people will die, you know, so you got to give me all of this power and you're not allowed to reel it back in. You don't need to have a voice or any sort of uh, opinion on this county council. Don't worry, I got this handled. I'll take advice from other people that aren't you. And otherwise, if you have any objection to that. You just obviously want people to die.
5: People need kidneys. It's sad, but decreed. Yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear. Over 30,000 people are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons. Black people, white people, Native American. We need to ban alcohol. It can't be denied unless of course you just want people to die murders are bad they have no defenders yet many are committed by repeat offenders i say lifetime in prison whatever the crime Unless, of course, you just want people to die. So I don't have a bill or a groan to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You want people to die. That good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff. Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough. You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. The carbs, the container, we cannot ignore. Whipped cream's killing more people than ever before. This bill would be passed and be ratified of those people that didn't want people to die. Why not weigh all the costs, the effects, the results? Empathize with each other as if we were adults. Use our brains to craft arguments, not vilify. See that freedom's a traitor. You want people to die.
4: That's the Sam Page way. He's gotten to the point where if you disagree with me, taking such action would be reckless and it would ensure that COVID-19 would spread beyond the ability of our healthcare systems to control. More people will die. You want people to die.
3: That's where we're at. If you're trying to figure out what stage we are in the county right now, go to KMOV's website. you got to see the reporting that Lauren Traeger did with these secret downloaded uh, text deleting apps that Sam Page has been caught having on his mobile device. Also having it is Lisa Clancy, Kim Gardner, and Wesley Bell as part of this KMOV investigation. you got to go see it. A lot of people are noticing all of these things happening. It's like Steve Stinger 2.0. All of the same things are starting to fall in line. Why are we falling for it? (sighs) All right. This is Overnight America KMOX.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals.
3: And welcome back for a couple more minutes. Overnight America is live with you up until midnight. Then we have the replay hours with some great options for you to enjoy. I really like that song. The the comedian, the commentator, his name's Remy. You can find him online. He's with Reason TV, but he does all kinds of great parody songs like that. And I just got to say the People Will Die one I probably played more than enough times that he deserves a lot more credit. He is so clever in the way he does that. I wanted to bring up a few other things here. And what I want to do is try to bring up at least some non-serious things because we a got another half hour. I am so far removed from the music world when they put out Spotify's year-end lists of the most streamed musicians. If I were to have to name one song by any of these artists... And let's say we were to do a, hey, whoever can name more songs from these artists will win a million dollars. I would be confident that I would not win the million dollars. Here are the most streamed artists globally. Number one, Bad Bunny. Never even heard of Bad Bunny. Don't even know what that is. Number two is Drake. I don't know any of Drake's songs. Jay Belvin, never heard of them. Juice World. never heard of them. And the weekend I have heard of, from my what I understand, they are doing the Super Bowl, and I know they do have a popular song. He has a popular song. Wait, so the weekend is not a group; it's a person. Wait, he calls himself the weekend. Okay, see, I learn these things. Most streamed female artist, Billie Eilish. Now I know who that is because uh, I think she's young. And they make a meme out of her about making sad songs. I couldn't name one song she does. Taylor Swift at number two. I know who Taylor Swift is. She's been around for a while. Ariana Grande, I know who it is, but I don't know any of her songs. Dua Lipa, don't know who that is. And Halsey, don't know who that is. See, I'm mispronouncing and it doesn't even matter because I don't think I'll ever find myself searching for this sort of thing. However, the most streamed person in the world is that group or person named Bad Bunny, 8.3 billion streams last year. Has anyone heard of Bad Bunny and why is that the most popular? So I have a clip of Bad Bunny, the most streamed artist in 2020. I grabbed this from the Mark Reardon folder. I'm just going to assume there's no swear words in this. (laughs) But as it turns out, he is a Puerto Rican rapper and from 2020 8.3 billion streams this is one of his popular songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: you know i didn't understand a word of that but i'll say it was very pleasant it was a pleasant sound it wasn't that bad who knows what he was saying i'm not endorsing anything in there because um i can't but The most streamed song of 2020 was The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, 1.6 billion streams. And Tone and Eyes Dance Monkey was number two. Roddy Rich's The Box, three. Roses. I'm in Beck Remix, All of these things. It's so funny. When I talk to my son, and I'm sure you're kind of like this with the younger generation, when you bring them up and you say things to them like... You don't know what it's like to have to go rent a movie from Blockbuster and return it and make sure the tape was rewound. And you tell that to someone under the age of 20 and they look at you and they say, I don't understand a word that just came out of your mouth. None of that made sense to me. That's how I feel looking back at this, reading any of these things. But for some reason, they're widely popular. Most popular genres for podcasts are society and culture, comedy. Lifestyle and health, art and entertainment and education. A lot of podcasts, the Joe Rogan Experience, the number one downloaded show on there. He's widely popular. A lot of people like his stuff. And I've played some of Joe Rogan's interviews on here when he's had some interesting things said, like Alex Jones or uh, Elon Musk, things like that. Some of the most popular podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan, NPR News. Hmm. Most popular podcast genres. In the united states comedy is number one that doesn't surprise me either uh, i'll tell you music's uh i used to pay attention to music i used to care i used to watch it very closely i used to go to concerts all of those things out the window i just it just like all of the all of those feelings they just just remove from my heart don't really feel motivated by them anymore and i'm kind of happy for it actually. Now, my son loves music. They listen to Joy FM, so the Christian music station, and he listens to those songs. And he also loves Christmas music, which he loves. Feliz Navidad is his favorite Christmas song. I'm glad he decided that one and not the Mariah Carey song. But whenever it comes on, he goes crazy. He just loves it. He likes to sing along with it. I don't know if he knows the words or not. I mean, he knows that main part, the Feliz Navidad. But The other parts of it, I think most people just kind of pretend like they know it and they just go along with it. He's kind of like that. But he actually called in a request to our sister station, KEZK, who's all Christmas music. And Trish Gazelle, who we bring on the show every once in a while, played his request. And it's funny because we were having some family come in for Thanksgiving. It was my uh, in-law, my mother-in-law and whatnot. So they came down here for Thanksgiving. And we were cleaning the house, getting it already, doing our thing. Trish Gazelle plays his song and said, Well, he's out there cleaning the house to get on Santa's good side. And ever since then, he's loved that joke so much. Whenever he does something nice, he's doing it to get on Santa's good side. So that's Spotify's top songs of the year. You know that I gotta say, listening just to that beat alone, it was very pleasant. I was surprised by that. Oh,
1: yeah, you're the ghetto it's
3: kind of like it's like elevator music it's it's almost a, a faster version of elevator music isn't it but it's like when you're in an elevator and you hear <apple down> or you're on hold you're sitting there and your number 12 in the queue. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It is. It's elevator music. With a rap beat over it or something. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Another thing I wanted to get to, maybe if you were traveling during the holidays, you probably saw this, too, and pretty much they're saying it. In Missouri, they're saying it in uh, Illinois. They say that if you were in contact with someone other than your direct family, that you should get tested twice. If you're doing something for the holidays, the CDC says, you know, it's so fun to get tested. So fun. Do it twice. Maybe part of the reason we're seeing a insurgence of the big numbers and every day we look at these coronavirus numbers rising, rising, rising. This is what happened at the start. Okay, testing was hard to do, as in we only had limited resources. So they started to test those that were most likely to have it. So maybe there was this hysteria that was going around and everyone was afraid that they might be a carrier of this coronavirus. So everyone wanted to get tested, so they had to prioritize. So if you're showing symptoms, maybe you came in contact with someone that was positive, you're feeling it or whatever, here's some things that would indicate that you need to get tested. You traveled out of state, you traveled out of country, you were in contact with someone in a mass area, whatever it was. So they would test you after something like that. And then eventually the testing became easier to do. Um, The testing became more widespread. So now we're at the point where they say, if You, during the holidays, come in contact with someone. We're just going to preemptively test you twice. Maybe this is part of the reason why we're seeing such large numbers populate when it comes to positive tests of COVID-19, because we know that these tests aren't necessarily the most reliable. I mean, you could test positive and the negative in the same test, right? Elon Musk was very, very vocal about this. He got tested for the coronavirus. I think this was leading into him wanting to go see a launch of the SpaceX that happened maybe about a month ago. And he got four tests done, four tests, two positive and two negative. <laughs> and He's saying, you got to be kidding me. Is the success rate, the rate of this coming back in the right way, at least how they're doing it, only 50%? Is it that bad? Are we getting a lot of false negatives or false positives, I should say? So what is getting twice indicate is that maybe you need to just be sure, absolutely sure, but now it's not even at the point where you're showing symptoms. It's at the point where, well, we're just gonna test you to test you. And maybe if that's the case, and then the testing reliability is not that high based on some of the testing that we're doing, maybe that's why we're seeing the large number of, uh, the number come in every day, the number high, oh, look at all these positive tests we're having. I think the big thing that we do have to be concerned about are the hospitals overflowing. Let me put it this way, too. For the longest time, all through the summer, they said, we're going to see an uptick in this at the end of the year. Kind of like you would see with flu season, you're going to see an uptick at the end of the year. So we're kind of like running into the prediction that they said earlier. Does it necessarily mean... It's as bad as it is. Well, if you go by hospital beds, yes, absolutely. So what do we do to try to alleviate that? Although we have seen the hospitals do certain things, but if anything, it just shows it's playing its course out and how important it is to get that vaccine out to the people. And that's going to be a big deal in order to try to alleviate some of the pressure that we have at the hospital point right now. So um, there's a couple of other things I wanted to get to and. Instead of making, uh, letting Doug wait until after the break, how about we just talk to Doug right now? It's so good to see him call in. What's going on, Doug?
4: Ryan, how was your
3: Thanksgiving? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. How did yours turn out?
2: Just fantastic. Just mm-hmm. terrific. Can't, I can't say enough good things about it. It was right. great. Anyway, I got a great suggestion for a Christmas song for you. What's that? See if you can find, on the break, and play it when you come back, Manhattan Transfer... Santa Claus is coming to town.
3: Have you requested that before?
2: I don't know if I have or not, but it's a great it's a great piece. They, their Christmas album is just fantastic. They're That's, that's really my speed. You know, I'm in the jazz lot. And yeah. they are just, <clears throat> they're the top. They're the best. Okay.
3: Yeah, and I want to say that you have requested it because I'm looking at the album art and I, I recognize it. So I think maybe last year we had this conversation.
0: Uh well, you know <laughs> good good taste doesn't go away, my friend.
3: <laughs> is this you know? Mike playing some right now? Let's let's bring this up real quick. Let's take a listen. You uh, better watch
4: out, you better not cry, you better not
5: how I'm telling you what. Santa Claus is coming to die. He's
2: making a list, checking it twice.
3: Coming to town. Oh, that's pleasant. Very nice. Pretty cool. Well, thanks, Doug. I know that you... I know that you uh, have a great appreciation for music and a vast knowledge of music as well, so I'm glad that you can give us recommendations like this.
2: Well, I have some knowledge, but I, I don't... I, honestly, I didn't hear of any of those artists you named at all,
0: um, except for Thank the God. ones that everybody, everybody knows. But... Um, Honestly, the one you played, uh, it was it was pleasant. But it, it's you're right; it's very hypnotic.
3: Doesn't it sound like yeah. elevator music or on, on hold music? Oh, yeah. Kind of just oh, just jazzed absolutely. up a little extra. Absolutely. Da, 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 da. Is that? Da, da. Da, do you know what song I'm humming? I know that's like the generic type of song, but I think that was a popular song some years <laughs> ago. Girl from Ipanema. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never known the name for it. I just know that that's yeah. like the generic elevator song that you hear yeah. or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it's right. from it was written by Antonio Carlos
3: Jobim. It's amazing you know that. But it's oh, good yeah. that well, you know, I know that. A lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, you do, Doug. It's good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in tonight. It's so you nice. Bet. All right, uh, have a good night. Bye. So this is Manhattan Transfers. Santa Claus is coming to town. Da, 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 da. I wonder where this sits when it comes to Spotify charts. Let's take a listen to this a little, and we'll play it out on Overnight America
4: KMLX.
0: Oh this is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX.
3: There it is. I want to wait for it to kick in. I want to hear it. the, The hook here. Hold on
2: the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes. Ah. <laughs> she
3: walks, I don't know if I've actually heard this song son before. Swings, I always thought it was like Chuck Mangione—is that the guy's name? I thought it was that type passes, of music. I didn't know there was uh, a background to it. It's amazing the things you pick up in. Pop culture, movies, television, or whatever—not really realizing the backstory of where it came from. Who does this? Who's the artist on this one? Oh, this is Sinatra's version of it. Okay, so nice. It doesn't—it sound a little bit like the Bad Bunny song. Let me play it again here. It's almost the same beat in the same sense. I wonder if there's going to be any legal challenges to that in the future. I love when other musicians say, hey, you stole my stuff. They bring it up in court. Oh, Kevin klein has got another great whole nother story when it comes to Christmas decorations. And now we're in the high gear where everyone seems to be putting theirs up. We put ours up early. And when I say put them up, I mean the tree. And I refuse. I tell my wife we are not putting up lights outdoors. And I feel like Kevin's in the same boat. Ho,
0: ho, 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 ho,
2: ho, ho. I see a lot more people putting up those Christmas lights all over the neighborhood. Looks like Las Vegas. And those big inflatable Santas and reindeer. They look like Custer's last stand the morning after the battle, all deflated on the lawns. We haven't even put up our tree yet. All we've got out front is a sunken, sad looking pumpkin. When you pull up to our house past the twinkling homes of our neighbors, It looks like the fall of the House of Usher, some rundown place where an old guy in a bathrobe with Vicks vapor rub on his nose would live. But we'll get there. My opinion the only exterior decoration needed for Christmas is to open your shades a crack so people walking by can see the colored lights from the street. You're a mean one. Anything else seems too jazzy to me. What goes up must come down. This goes for indoor Christmas decorations too. Whenever somebody has too many garlands and lights and little elves on the shelf, it looks like they're facing death row or an IRS audit, and they just don't want to think about it. Christmas decorations should be few. Same thing for the, the tree ornaments. We've got a big box of all kinds of them, and if I had to just put up the ones I remember, it would be the special ones. Pretty
1: paper. Pretty ribbons
2: of blue. We have a few ornaments made of pretty paper. They are construction paper from school projects that our kids put their grade school pictures on when they were young and Santa was coming and they, they were smiling. And there's Elmer's glue slopped over them, just gives them the right touch. Another favorite ornament, the Charles Lindbergh Spirit of St. Louis Airplane. It's up there in the high branches usually pivoting a little bit in the waves of heat from the radiator, it makes you think of Lindbergh over the Atlantic, fighting off sleep so he wouldn't crash into the ocean. My brother Tom, who once went on a Bigfoot night watch in the deep south, didn't see Bigfoot, but he brought us back a Bigfoot ornament. It's a replica of Bigfoot in stride, looking over his shoulder, trying to get away from the humans. And that's a nice sentiment for Christmas. Well, we have become Christmas decoration minimalist. A tree, a few lights, a manger scene, maybe a Lionel train. That'll do, because what goes up must come down. With a whole nother story, I'm Kevin Killeen. Uh,
3: You better hurry. My, how time does fly. Oh, Willie there. All right. Well, that does it for the live portion of Overnight America. The replay is coming up. We'll talk about the McRib. I guess. And then from one to two, Tom Sullivan, local watchdog, keeping an eye on the county. We'll also talk to Patrick Edgar, vice president of Taxpayers Protection Alliance. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
5: Beats with the lonely rain, wishing I could see your face again.